In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, cleanse my heart and my lips, Almighty God, that I may proclaim your gospel worthily. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Be careful not to parade your good deeds among men to attract their notice. By doing this, you will lose all reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give alms, do not have it trumpeted before you. This is what the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets to win men's admiration. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you give alms, your left hand must not know what your right is doing. Your alms giving must be secret, and your Father who sees all that is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not imitate the hypocrites. They love to say their prayers standing up in the synagogues and at the street corners for people to see them. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you pray, go to your private room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in that secret place, and your Father who sees all that is done in secret will reward you. When you fast, do not put on a gloomy look as the hypocrites do. They pull long faces to let men know they are fasting. I tell you solemnly, they have had their reward. But when you fast, put oil in your head, wash your face, so that no one will know that you are fasting, except your Father who sees all that is done in secret. And your Father who sees all that is done in secret will reward you. The Gospel of the Lord The mood of our pilgrimage shifts in this town as we recall a period of England's history where it was dangerous and life-threatening to be Catholic. For three centuries, it was unlawful to publicly identify oneself as Catholic, for to do so would mean risking discrimination, persecution, and even death. And despite all the restrictions and pogrom against the Catholics and their clergy, many continue to hold firmly to their faith, a bit secretly. Catholics who continue to practice their faith during these dark centuries in the English Isles were made of a different metal, and there is much that we modern Catholics could learn from them. It is interesting that the Gospel passage which we had just read today speaks of the hidden character of Christian life of perfection. The same passage is read every year on Ash Wednesday as it spells out the threefold practice of piety, fasting, prayer, and almsgiving. We are told by Jesus not to brandish these good deeds before the sight of men, wishing to gain their approval. Ultimately, our goal is to please God, who rewards in secret those who so honor him in secret. Such may be the very epitaph that could be written on the tombstone of the saint, whose shrine we had just visited today. The entire body could have been recovered. But all that is left is a relic of a hand from the crushed remains of this martyr and saint. Her hiddenness should never be construed as cowardice. Far from it, St. Margaret Clitoral was a woman of exemplary courage. 
It would certainly take great courage to give up one's own life for her fate. And she did so on the most auspicious day in our church's calendar, the 25th of March, 1586, which marks the Feast of the Annunciation. But in that year, just like this year, it was Good Friday. How truly privileged she must have been to share in both the event of Christ's incarnation as well as in his passion. Born in 1555, she was raised in a Protestant faith by well-to-do parents. In 1571, she married John Clitoral, a local butcher. They had three children, two sons and a daughter. Three years after her marriage, Margaret converted to Catholicism. Her husband, even though he had taken on the state religion of England long before he married Margaret, was very supportive of her even though at times it could prove embarrassing, as he was supposed to report people who failed to attend official church services. On a number of occasions, Margaret found herself in prison. During these periods of confinement, she taught herself to read and write. Margaret was, a very, was very fervent in her faith. She often had mass set in her home and was always hiding priests. A hole was built into the attic of her home and the adjoining house, so in the event of a raid, the priests could escape. The clitoral sent the elder son to Douai in France to study. This caused all sorts of problems for Margaret's husband, who was called to give an account as to where his son was. Meanwhile, the laws against the Catholic faith became more harsh, and the government was determined that Catholicism should be stamped out in Yorkshire where it was especially strong. Shortly after this, their house was raided. Margaret had many friends and supporters, and none of them would give her away. But unfortunately, they had a young Flemish boy staying with them, and on being threatened, he showed the authorities the priest's room and the place where the vestments and vessels were kept hidden. Margaret was brought to trial and would not plead. Her only statement being, Having made no offence, I need no trial. If she had been tried, her family would have been called as witnesses against her, and she was determined that this would not happen. Reluctantly, the judge sentenced her to be pressed to death, a bizarre death sentence in which the condemned was placed under a door, a similar object, and rocks piled on the door until the person was crushed to death. A stone was placed at the lower back of the condemned person so that the spine of the person would first be broken by the increasing weight laid on the top of him or her. Margaret's last words were, Jesu, 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 have mercy on me. Margaret's bravery was not lost on her children. Her two sons went on to become priests and her daughter became a nun. She was only 30 years old when she was martyred, and Margaret was elevated to sainthood in 1970 by Pope Paul VI. Margaret Clitoral lived in a very different age, with very distinct values and ideas. The whole nation, the whole of Europe was in upheaval, both politically and religiously. Just a few years ago before this, Henry VIII had nationalized the church, 
and with the dissolution of the monasteries and Catholic institutions that provided education that was widespread illiteracy. Roman Catholics were hunted down and executed, and those who remained sympathizers shared a similar fate. Very much against the flow, Margaret Clitoral chose a path, a way of life which was going to bring her into collision with not only social mores, family and friends, but also with the highest authority in this land. She felt with all her heart that what was happening around her was neither just true or good. On all these things, she felt she had to stake her life, literally, for they were things she could die for. So deep was the conviction, her faith in this, that nothing could turn her away from the course she had taken, neither death, nor life, nor angel, nor prince, nothing that exists, nothing still to come, not any power or height or debt or nor any created thing. It perhaps seems strange to us today that someone should give their life for such theoretical, theological niceties. The arguments of our age turn around the fulcrum of whether or not anything can be of such value and certainty that we should give our lives up for. Is it worth it? Yet again, while this argument rages, many Christians continue to give up their lives rather than to turn their backs on their faith. Such is the fate of the woman we honour today. St. Margaret Clitoral was willing to die for the truths which she held as absolute and sacrosanct. For her, they were things she was ready to die for. Why honour St. Margaret Clitoral? In a sceptical and suspicious age, the only argument that speaks convincingly is the force of personal witness. We need to know that there are truly things on which we can stake our lives. We need to understand that there are things to die for, even today. And it is us who are called to be witnesses of this. We are indeed a new generation of Christians who will be convincing messengers of God's love, not merely through the weak testimony of our words, but through the song witness of our lives, drawing people to the Father and building a future of hope for all humanity. The strength of our convictions and the truth of our beliefs can only be proven by us staking everything on them, even our lives. St. Margaret Clitoral, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.